not a matter of if, but when a crisis could turn your world upside down. I'm Roshini Rajkumar, crisis strategist, licensed attorney, and host of The Crisis Files. In each case file, we explore a real crisis or a ripped from the headlines controversy. My crisis squad and I are here to help you understand those disasters and hopefully prevent your own. Crisis Squad member Steve Silton is here today. He's our guy on the law, a business, entertainment, and sports attorney with Cozen O'Connor. Steve is also an avid golfer. His legal savvy and love of the sport come together today in the case file I call Two Mulligans. In early June 2023, news broke that the PGA Tour had merged with Live Golf, a shock to the golf world as well as those casually watching the rivalry and those who are vehement opponents of Saudi Arabia's human rights record. The PGA and Liv had been hurling lawsuits and accusations at each other for months. Big stars in golf also took sides. As we head into July, the deal is on shaky ground. By the time you hear this case file, who knows where the ball will roll? Questions about whether this is even a merger, as the two brands say they've formed a new yet-to-be-named entity. The PGA would remain in control, and Liv would be the financial backers. Steve, help us make sense of this. It's not really something you can make sense of at this point. As you say, it's an ever-evolving situation. But there is some lessons that we've learned from this in the sense that Saudi Arabia, this is a big win, no question. They are now going to own a huge chunk of a wholly American institution. Obviously, the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund has been in a ton of other businesses as well for a long time. But this is the first major entertainment property that they're now going to have a substantial ownership in. As far as how it's going to impact golf, you know, the purists who I fought with all along, because I don't like when people talk about purists, like that was the big argument when it came to the NCAA for years, are kind of going to be wringing their hands because there's going to be guaranteed money for the players on tour. Some of the questions I have around this are truly legal. When we talk about antitrust lawsuits, for sure the PGA, and I believe also Live Tour now, are being investigated by the United States federal government for antitrust. And there were even some statements that Jay Monahan, the head of the PGA Tour, made that basically he said, we're going to take out a competitor. That is very much a monopoly. That is very much that language that we're looking for to prove something is in that antitrust zone. Yeah, there's a lot of ironies when it comes to that, because first off, Jane Monaghan now is on a indefinite medical leave. He's nowhere to be, oh, really? be seen in this, right? And then, of course, he left the players out there and didn't even include them in the final solution. Roy McElroy, in particular, was a huge advocate for the PGA, and then he wasn't even told about this final settlement. Yeah, I mean, some of the PGA quote-unquote purists staked their own rep on, hey, I'm PGA Tour all the way. This could really seem like a betrayal against some of those golfers by the PGA. Well, there's no question it was. But the irony is, part of the reason why the PGA settled this is the concern for the antitrust suit brought by Live Golf, backed by the Saudi government with an unlimited amount of money to fund that litigation. And now Live is going to be on the same federal investigation that the PGA was because they have now combined. And essentially, there'll be a major question on whether the PGA and Live or whatever this new entity is called is itself a monopoly. Really? I mean, it's fascinating to me just from a crisis standpoint. 
But I can just see that there are so many negative pieces to this. What about all of those that are criticizing PGA? They were already criticizing Liv and Saudi Arabia because of Saudi Arabia's human rights records. So where does that go? I mean, the hypocrisy is so self-evident in this case because that was their big argument against Liv, which is, are you really going to work for a tour which is funded by the Saudi government? And now, of course, the PGA is like, we are all going to. So again, there's an unbelievable amount of hypocritical irony, I would almost say. I mean, the reality is we'll have to see if the federal government is okay with that. I mean, the federal government has essentially been okay with Saudi money coming in to fund a whole host of businesses, including local businesses, Caribou Coffee was funded by the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund, at least at some points in their development. We've really not had any problems with that. Again, this is an entertainment asset, and their financial situation is going to be improved by having this this money involved. So one of the commentators that I was checking out in uh, my backgrounding to talk with you today, Steve, talked about some of the different markets and that antitrust is really about specific markets. And a few that were mentioned, the live attendance, ad rights, golfer compensation. Each of these markets has specific rules around it. Can you describe that for people from the legal stance? My wife would actually, who's an antitrust lawyer, might be a better person to talk about all the antitrust issues. There's no question that the PGA's monopolization of the sport led to a depression in salaries. We see that because now the combined entity is going to be paying these players a whole bunch more money, including guaranteed salaries, which the PGA was against forever. The interesting thing, and and I don't know how this is going to play into the antitrust argument, but to me it'll be interesting. The only employees of this new entity are going to be the players who went to live. The PGA players are going to stay essentially independent contractors. So you're going to have this continued rift between the golfers that decided to go to live golf and the golfers who stayed loyal to the PGA. So I think there's a lot of details, frankly, they have to work out. It surprises me how half-baked the settlement was and that they didn't come out with like a fully formed plan before they announced it. They really didn't. And the other piece of this, which... Again, optics, bad messaging, bad optics. Greg Norman, legend in golf, who was the CEO of Liv, was not part of the negotiations. He basically heard about it right before the public did. Yeah, and he's nowhere to be found either. I mean, the interesting thing is the two leaders of these organizations are kind of not involved. And the Saudi government is kind of taking the lead on this. And they got what they wanted. They wanted to, you know, they call it sport washing, right? They wanted to essentially kind of legitimize themselves through the participation in this wholly American institution. The PGA is very different than other countries. Other countries. They accomplished exactly their goal in this. And we'll see what happens with the senatorial investigations. It's going to lead to very interesting bedfellows. As you know, our local senator, Amy Klobuchar, is in Minnesota. Yeah, she just wrote a book on antitrust. That is an issue she takes very seriously. Her usual kind of compatriot in that is none other than Missouri Senator Josh Hawley, who is far-right January 6th type participant uh, senator. But those two, my guess is, are going to team up to investigate this. As they say, politics makes strange strange bedfellows. It should be a very fascinating prospect. I think this is good for professional golfers in the sense that there's a lot more money that's going to flow into this sport. They're going to be guaranteed 
salaries on a yearly basis is it can allow them to have more of a secure life. Only half of the golfers that play in any particular tournament historically on the PGA got paid. And which is me, just a crime. Which is a crime. So these guys would have to travel. And nowadays, being a professional golfer, it's not just you and your caddy going from city to city. You need your trainer. You need your dietitian. You need your sports psychologist. Mental health has been a major issue on the PGA Tour for years and something that, frankly, hadn't been dealt with. A lot of it's because of the pressure these players were under. So this will be good for people who are playing professional golf. And I think that is a positive thing. Well, it sounds like the what and the the kind of what we have that's flowing and brewing, that is actually good for the reasons you've described. The how we got here, not so great. And the lawyer in me says, once the U.S. feds and that the Justice Department get on this, we're going to have some major issues because a lot of where this money comes from, that could really work against this deal. Well, and where else does Saudi money come into? Is it going to come into women's golf? Is it going to come into the U.S. Tennis Association? Are they going to start looking to buy NBA, NBA exactly. and NFL teams? There is no question that government is trying to modernize themselves. And they're, and they're, infiltrate. And infiltrate. All over right? the world. And how we deal with that is going to be very, 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 very interesting. Yes. We will leave it at that. Thanks to Steve Silton for his insight. Today's Crisis Brief is brought to you by Minneapolis Regional Chamber. Number one. Watch what you ask for and what you say. When you hardline on something, it could backfire on you. Number two, for fans keeping score, this isn't the end of the story. Number three, will the Saudi invasion continue? Future problems could arise if money wins over the law. The Minneapolis Regional Chamber is a proud sponsor of the Crisis Files podcast. The Minneapolis Regional Chamber is the area's most active business advocacy organization, playing a critical role in top issues impacting the region, including workforce development, education, housing, and transportation. Make your voice heard by becoming a member of the Minneapolis Regional Chamber. Learn more at mplschamber.com or Google Minneapolis Regional Chamber. Subscribe to our YouTube page on thecrisisfiles.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at The Crisis Files. Catch up on all case files at thecrisisfiles.com for the show archive and special videos. Please rate and review The Crisis Files on wherever you listen so others can listen for crisis prevention info. We do not provide legal, financial, medical, or PR advice for particular situations, but strongly recommend you seek out professionals to help with your specific need. I'm Rashini Rajkumar. Join me next time on The Crisis Files. <laughs>